Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Bazaar Sex News. Our first story comes out of India. A 30-year-old woman in India is recovering from surgery after doctors shockingly removed a motorbike handle from her uterus. The woman was admitted to the MY hospital in Indore Madhya Pradesh in central India two days ago, May 11th, with severe stomach pains. Doctors did an x-ray before spotting a large object. A CT scan confirmed a motorbike handle was inside of her uterus, small intestine, and bladder. Doctors took the mother of six straight into surgery on Tuesday morning. A team of 19 doctors conducted the four-hour-long surgery and were forced to remove the woman's entire uterus. The associate professor, Dr. Sonia Moses from MY Hospital, said that she told us the handle had been inserted inside of her vagina by her husband when he was intoxicated with alcohol. When asked why she kept it a secret for so long, she stated that her husband told her not to tell anyone or he would hurt her even more. The object had been inside of this woman for almost two years and it had been severely infected with her organs perforated and eroded and she was left in excruciating pain. Her uterus has been completely eroded, which is why we had to remove it, but we managed to repair her bladder using a stent through her urinary pipe. She will not be able to have any more children. If you know anyone who is in a domestic violence situation, please help them by contacting the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Get help today at 1-800-799-7233. A survey by dating app Lumen conducted online from April 24th through May 18th of this year found that the respondents, both single and in a relationship, plan to have sex until they are, on their average, 79 years old. And they plan on having hot sex, too. The app that caters to the over 50 crowd found that 43% of all Americans over 50 say that their sex is just as more or more adventurous than they were when they were younger. A third of older Americans said that they are having the best sex of their lives. More than half of U.S. respondents, which is 57%, said they attribute their love for adventure, which is never defined to having fewer inhibitions as they grow older. The Lumen survey looked at 6,000 sexually active singles and people in relationships between the ages of 50 and 80 in Australia, the United States of America, and the United Kingdom. Among those findings of the 2003 Americans surveyed, 51% say they won't stop having sex until they are unable. 49% said lower libido was the number one reason for becoming less adventurous in their sex life. 25% of women said they have become less adventurous because of body insecurities compared with just under 13% of men. 56% say they never use protection when having sex, and 62% have never been tested for an STD. The fact this age group doesn't focus on protection or testing is a major problem. The centers of 
Disease Control and Prevention report that STDs are rising in adults 45 and older. There were 82,000 cases of gonorrhea, syphilis, and chlamydia in 2016, which is a 20% increase over the previous year, according to the CDC's last surveillance report. The infection rates may be higher in younger people, but the increased rate was higher in the older population, and the CDC estimates that what is reported is only a fraction of the people who are actually infected. Since turning 50s, Americans say they have had an average six sexual partners. The survey found the majority, 62%, have had only one partner since turning 50, though those 50 to 69 make up four out of five respondents. The number of partners increases with age. Those 70 and older have had four sexual partners on average since turning 50. What does this survey tell us? Talk to your parents and your grandparents about sex because you never lose it. Our third story was done May 23rd. It's also revised to reflect that there were two additional suspects who were charged in this case. An 18-year-old woman used the promise of sex to lure a robbery victim to his death at a North Dallas apartment complex this month. The Dallas police reported that the woman, a Miss Whitaker, is one of three people charged for their roles in a home invasion robbery that left 21-year-old Adrian Wells dead and another man wounded, the police said. Mr. Rogers was 21 and Mr. Williams, 22, were also arrested and charged with capital murder in connection with their involvement in this case. Thursday, the police did not provide details about their involvement in the shooting, nor did they say whether any of the suspects were still at large. Officers were called about 11.30 that night to an apartment at 11903 Coit Road, where they found Wells fatally shot. A 45-year-old man was also shot during the robbery, according to the police records. Whitaker's arrest warrant affidavit said three armed robbers forced Wells into his three-level apartment, where his two friends were watching TV in the second-floor living room. One of the three male suspects demanded cash from the two friends. Then when he realized there was another person in the apartment on the third floor, he began shooting, according to the affidavit. The gunfire killed Wells and critically wounded another man, the police said at the time. Whitaker met Wells on May 1st, the day before the shooting, police said in the affidavit. The day of the shooting, Whitaker texted Wells saying she wanted to come to see him to perform a sex act, according to the affidavit. One of Wells' friends, whose cash reportedly was stolen during the robbery, told the detective he thought something did not sound right about Whitaker wanting to meet Wells for sex because Wells had just met her. He said he believed Whitaker lured Wells outside so the suspects could kidnap and rob him. A witness told police he saw a woman with a tattoo on her face running from the area of Wells' apartment after he heard gunshots. The witness asked her whether she was okay and she said no and kept moving. According to the affidavit, Whitaker called police two days after the shooting and told a detective she had information about Wells' death, according to the affidavit. Police said she agreed to come to police headquarters for an interview, but didn't show up. Investigators spoke to one of Whitaker's family members who said Whitaker said she drove three males to Wells' apartment to buy marijuana. 
Whitaker told the family member that she stayed in the car while the three males went inside and she heard the gunshots according to the arrest warrant affidavit. Whitaker's bail is set at $500,000. She remained in jail Thursday according to online records. Rogers, who is also facing charges of theft, engaging in organized crime and drug possession, has had his bail set at $607,000. Williams's bail had not been set as of Thursday evening. Anyone with information about the shootings may call Detective Jacob White at 214-671-3690. Crime Stoppers will also pay as much as five grand for information that leads to the arrests and indictments in this case. So to leave an anonymous tip, you may call 214-373-8477. What little children need to know about sex? This story was updated at 3.50 a.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday, May 21st of 2019. The source is CNN, written by Elisa Strauss. When it comes to talking about sexuality with young children, the majority of open-minded parents become skittish and tongue-tied, uncertain of what to say and how to say it. Private part exploration and proper terms may be common and developmentally appropriate in little kids, but many of the grown-ups in charge of them would really rather not acknowledge it at all. Child development experts are increasingly realizing that this is a major mistake. Adults need to speak with their children about their bodies and relationships openly and honestly and from an early age. Doing so can help your child navigate their current sexuality-related curiosities and increases the odds that they will one day find themselves in a satisfying and respectful sexual relationship. More than just STDs and intercourse, for decades, school-based sex education in the United States has focused on preventing unwanted pregnancies and STDs, and it was only for teenagers. The big takeaway with this was how to avoid something bad, albeit with a massive blind spot altogether towards sexual assault. Today, curriculum has begun to expand beyond the worst-case scenarios explained. The State Policy Director of Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States. More and more programs have begun to address relationships, sexual identity, biology, gender, boundaries, and pleasure. As the scope has widened, so has the intended audience. Many experts now believe that preschool and early elementary age kids should be learning about these topics as well, and a small but growing number of American school districts have begun to teach them in the classroom. Your kids actually want you to talk to them about sex. Even with all this progress, the United States is still lagging far behind the Netherlands. Their comprehensive sexuality education for young children in schools has been taught for decades. Preschool age kids receive lessons about anatomy with the help of dolls and they learn about the differences between male and female bodies and how bodies change over time. The curriculum also includes lessons on friendship, love, and how to communicate boundaries and desires. How do we teach one another? When is it appropriate to touch one another? And when is it okay to be touched by another? It's easier to start with young people because once they get older, they still giggle, but they are already used to it, said Elspeth, the project leader for primary education at Rutgers WPF, a Dutch institution for sexual and reproductive health and rights. Also, it's important to tell children everything 
before they go through puberty because you want them to understand the way their bodies will change and understand sex before they are going to get into any sexual relationships. Research suggests that this approach works. A a 2010 evaluation found that Dutch 10 to 12-year-old kids who were exposed to sexual education from an early age were more knowledgeable about their bodies, more accepting of homosexuality, and more assertive when it came to setting boundaries and expressing preferences around physical intimacy than those who were not. Teachers in the Netherlands report an increased openness towards sex and relationships talking among their students overall, as well as an increased willingness to call someone out for behaving inappropriately. Also, all that early sex talk did not turn the nation's teenagers into Caligula. Dutch teens have a high contraception use rate and a low teen pregnancy rate and don't have sex at an early age like some other European countries. So how do you talk about playing doctor and more? Unfortunately, most American parents can't even say the words penis and vagina, and they don't want it to be used in their local kindergarten classroom anytime soon. So until then, we're all homeschoolers when it comes to teaching our children about their bodies and their relationships. Books can help, but only to a point. Unfortunately, most of the age-appropriate literature that is focusing on how babies are made leave out everything that the average little person is interested in. Their curiosity tend to drift south to their anatomy and the mechanics. One part of their body feels different from the others and looks different than that of half the people they know. What's going on? Children are very curious about their bodies and curious about the other sex, Redzima said. They want to look at their bodies, they want to touch other bodies, and they want to explore the difference between boys and girls. It is all very innocent and part of a normal sexual development of children. They don't have the same mindset as us. They are just curious. When body part exploration begins to happen, and it's probably going to happen, this doctor encourages parents to begin with the positive. Teach them the correct name for their body parts. Tell them that it is okay if they find touching their penis or vagina pleasurable. Then get into the qualifiers. Explain what exploring these body parts should happen in private. And when it is done with friends, it is very important to make sure that everyone is okay with this. How to talk to your kids about sexual abuse. You are teaching your children about boundaries and that they can say no, that their penis and vagina is theirs, and they are in charge of who is touching it and who is seeing it, the clinician says. They also learn about how to check in with their friends and vocalize their concern. Overall, a lot of early sexual education, it's not really about bodies, but relationships. We can teach kids how to express themselves and to respect others. We can also teach them that there are a lot of different types of relationships. Some are boy-boy, some are girl-girl, and some are boy-girl, and that's okay. You have to lay the foundation early and show them how to communicate their likes, their dislikes, so when they get to high school and they are in a sexual relationship, they are prepared. In kindergarten, this can mean talking about what it means to be a good friend and how to ask for a pencil or a pen in a respectful way. It can be very basic and still teach them what consent looks like. These conversations will probably be awkward, and here's the catch, only for the parents. We're the only ones who think masturbation is taboo. We are the only ones whose minds are rushing to the worst case scenario when discussing this consent. Many of us were raised during an era when sexual education came by the way of a condom on a banana in a health class and someone's dad's stack of penthouse magazines. We are working without precedent. 
You can join this conversation on the CNN's Parenting Facebook page. You can see the latest news and share your comments with the CNN Parenting on Facebook. The good news is that little kids are likely to be pretty cool with this talk. They're soft puddles of clay, malleable, impressionable, and clueless about the way sexuality has been blanked by secrecy and shame. We're their first and most influential guides on the subject. If we present pleasure as something natural and boundaries as something everyone should voice and observe, the odds are that they will grow up to see them that way as well. Well, that's all the time we have. Until next time, remember, be good or be good at it. Bye.